Well, now, we have to talk about Israel, don't we? We may not want to talk about Israel, but we have to talk about Israel because Mr. Netanyahu has said he's going to annex the Jordan Valley. Now, we want to talk about this seriously because it's a serious issue, but before we do, a little backstory just to set the scene. Uh, We have Israeli elections on the 17th of September, Tuesday, coming, this coming Tuesday, uh, for a 120-member Knesset, the 22nd Knesset. And why do we have these elections? Because for the first time in Israel's history, the Knesset failed to form a government. Uh, Why did it fail? Because Netanyahu, when he tried to form a government, and his Likud party had 38 seats, um, he, uh, yes, he, he, he was a crafty devil. Anyway, he said, he said to everybody who wanted to join him, uh, he demanded that those joined give him immunity from prosecution for corruption, because he has that hanging over his head like the sword of Damocles. And um, they wouldn't agree, you know. Not all of the members of the potential coalition. He needed the right wing to do it. I mean, it's 120 seats in the Knesset. He needs a 61 seats for a majority. So he needed to bring in some of the right wing parties. Um, and they wouldn't, not enough of them would agree to give him immunity from prosecution. Um, fine. So what would normally happen under Knesset rules would be if Benjamin Netanyahu failed to form a government, then the the next largest political grouping, the, uh, the, the Blue and White Party, the more radical Blue and White Party, led by Benny Gantz, should be asked to form a government. Uh, that's, that's sort of automatic, just like it would be in the British Parliament or whatever. The, the opposition gets a chance to form. But, no, 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 no. The members of the right wing and Likud as well, uh, well, they weren't going to have Benny Gantz governing Israel. So they voted to dissolve the the parliament, dissolve the the whole of the Knesset and um, hold new elections. You see, I mean, (laughs) there is a moot question as to whether Benny Gantz could have formed a government, but... That's not the point. He wasn't to be given a chance. Likud voted to have Parliament dissolved. Um, they were frightened of Benny Gantz, and the others, uh, join, the others from the right, joined that call. They could agree about that at least. Um, so now we have another election on the seventeenth, and this is the backdrop to what's going on. And Likud has asked, at least our beloved Benjamin Netanyahu, has asked the membership of the Likud to sign the pledge. What's the, uh, the, well, the, the, those that will be elected, uh, if they wish to stand for election, for Likud, they have to sign the pledge. The pledge is that they will not prosecute Benjamin Netanyahu for corruption, um, or they will stand against it. So, um, again, but this time around, he's, he's just getting the Likud members to, to pledge that. So, so um, 
is he going to be able to form a government? Now, we see, this is the backdrop to what's going on about the Jordan Valley, which we are coming to. We will cover that. But you need to understand the background. Is he going to be able to form a government? Uh, yeah, I used to think absolutely dead certain, but I grow less and less sure. Um, and the Jewish public, if he fails, would like to the the uh, ability to form a government, the leadership to be given to a Likud man who has not got corruption issues. And then and there's the one they most favor is, is a chap called Gidon Saar. Um, or they'd like Benny Gantz to be given a chance to try and form a government. You see, this is the situation. Um, and, uh, and, you, and you appreciate that Netanyahu has been ratcheting up prospects of war, for instance, with, between Israel and Lebanon, because he's trying to, to get voters to come to his side, because he can be the great warrior champion of uh, Israel, you know. So this is the way it's going. Um, people like Likud in Israel, but they don't like the ultra-Orthodox with which Likud has had to ally. So they prefer uh, to form a government, you know? So they prefer they prefer uh, Likud to win a majority, or Benny Gantz's Blue and White Party to win a majority. They don't like a coalition with the ultra-right. As a rule, most Israelis. Um, the Arabs, of course, would... <laughs> They would like a, a coalition of the center-left, but that's not going to happen. The Arab-Israelis, I mean. Um, so, what do they care about, Israeli voters? They care about economic issues. They do not care about a Palestinian peace. And it's most important to understand that. The, um, the Palestinian peace with the Palestinians is bottom of the list of major issues about which they care. Nonetheless, the left and centre amongst Israel's voters still believe in a two-state solution. And the moderate right wing believe in the status quo. And, um, of course, the, uh, the, the Palestinians, oddly enough, still believe in a two-state solution. Um, by and large, surprising. I mean, not all of them by any means. Some of them have, have despaired of that and, and uh, um, <laughs> prefer the idea of a one-state solution or a three-state... Well, anyway, never mind. We'll, it's a whole other can of worms to open and we won't get there. We will just talk about what we've got in front of us. So, uh, the, the, um, but what do, so the, the moderate right-wing prefer the status quo. The left and center in Israel's voting electorate prefer the, the two-state solution. But the right-wing prefer the annexation of the territories. Got it? So what's Mr. Netanyahu doing? He's pandering to the right-wing. He has said that he will annex the Jordan Valley if he is elected. A clever little move, isn't it? I mean, this has got nothing to do with principle, nothing to do with uh, the Palestinians. It's an electoral ploy to bring the extreme right on board and get them to vote for Likud so Netanyahu hasn't got to have a coalition with uh, 
the extreme white right, he will get their votes for his Likud candidates who have pledged not to prosecute him for corruption, and he can lead another term after all. This is, this is crafty devil, really. Crafty, crafty, crafty. I mean, does it serve the interests in Israel? Netanyahu doesn't care about the interests of Israel. He cares about the interests of Netanyahu. Always has, really. He's, um, well, I'm sorry, I'm being very judgmental, but there you go. That's a kind of a mood I am in at the moment. I'm feeling judgmental. I think it's awful that uh, Israel is annexing the, or intends to, it's after the election, of course, intends to, or Netanyahu intends to annex the the Jordan Valley. But I remember a word to the wise here. I mean, go back 20 years. The head of Palestinian affairs in Israel's um, Ministry of Foreign Affairs was a great man, actually, and a peace believer in peace. Great man called Oded Ben-Haim. He later became Israel's ambassador to Ethiopia. Good friend of mine um, and good friend of my family's. I haven't seen him in years. I wish I could get in touch with him. Anyway, Oded Ben-Haim, dear man, dear man, he told me at one occasion, he said to me, I shouldn't quote, but I don't think he would mind me quoting this. He said the difference between a negotiated peace and a unilaterally imposed peace by the state of Israel, which is it was, in his view, the alternative. You know, the way Gaza peace was imposed. You know, Israel withdrew from Gaza under Sharon. The difference between a negotiated peace and... And he's talking 20 years ago. Between a negotiated peace and a... Uh, a unilaterally imposed peace, is the Jordan Valley. He said that to me then. Is the Jordan Valley. He could see it coming 20 years ago. I mean, uh, extraordinary, eh? So, where are we at? I mean, in a way, in a way it's sad. I always thought the Palestinians should seize every opportunity to negotiate. Even Trump's deal to kick him in the teeth and say, goodbye, Mr. Trump, we don't want to even talk about your deal because we do not trust you. Of course they don't trust him. Quite reasonable not to trust him. But exploit the avenues available or you get this kind of stuff. I mean, it's, 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 it's unbelievable, isn't it, really? But you will if you don't... If you, you can one can enter discussions. Enter discussions. Take bits that you can pocket and put them in your pocket, and then move on. Um, there is no harm in talking, and you disempower yourself by not talking, and then you get this kind of consequence. Netanyahu trying to garner more votes doesn't care a fig about the Palestinian issue, but wants to garner more right-wing votes for next Tuesday. And so he's said he will annex the territories, or at least the, the Jordan Valley. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's not the end of the world is one thing to say. I mean, if we do get a peace discussion, 
things can be reversed. The um, the so-called facts on the ground are not facts on the ground that are irreversible. Oh, you remember the set? There were settlements in Gaza, and they had to be dismantled. Of course, they messed them all up before they left. But anyway, never mind. The point is, um, the the uh, yes, there are facts on the ground or the annexation of the Jordan Valley is not I, I, I admit it's hugely depressing for Palestinians it's not the end of the world for the Palestinian cause and um, so we have to fight on for greater sanity we have to hope and pray for a Benny Gantz government in Israel or, uh, uh, and hope that the the Israeli electorate are sophisticated enough to see through Netanyahu's ploy and see it for what it is, a self-serving piece of electioneering of the most, of the lowest caliber. Uh, Anyway, God bless, God bless this world. God bless you and God bless Palestine. God bless Israel. God bless us all. We need a peace and we need it soon. If we have peace in Israel, we have peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians. So many other problems dissolve. And um, and the two tough issues I th- always thought were not land negotiations, but the status of Jerusalem and the right of return. Even the right of return, I don't think, was that tough an issue to deal with. It was the status of, ish- of Jerusalem was the core issue. Um, and now we have to... Uh, well, let's hope that um, let's hope that, that saner heads prevail in Israel because this doesn't suit even Israeli interests in the longer term, in my view. Um, God bless you all, and and more follows. Thank you.